Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Glean Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how you need to take notice or take inventory of what you're saying over your life and your families because, like last week, we talked about you can be blessed by what you say. Tonight, we're going to cover more of what you can say over your life that can cause curses and things to go on in your life. And the Word of God is very specific about these things. And, you know, as believers, uh, you know, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust alike, which means stuff's still going to happen. But how you handle that situation determines the outcome. And when things are happening, and if, if you just, well, I knew it was going to happen to me. It always happens to me. If you're saying those things, then you're keeping yourself down because when the enemy attacks, that's what he's wanting to do is keep you down. Mm-hmm. But when that attack comes, if you begin to speak the word of God, then you release the power of God into your life to pull you out of that attack, to pull you out of that situation or <laughs> that, that pit or whatever it is that has gotten you down. And last week we read the first part of Deuteronomy 28, and it was talking about the blessings. And that's the blessings if we do the commandments of God. And basically, uh, if you start in Deuteronomy 28, uh, starting with verse 15, this is just the flip side of of not saying what God wants, not obeying his commandments. It's the curses that come on you by what you say out of your mouth or being disobedient to God. And starting in verse 15, it says, but it shall come to pass. Well, not even going any further, but starting right there, but it shall come to pass. Well, what will come to pass? These following things, will, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, his statutes, which I have commanded you today, that all these curses will, not maybe, (laughs) not might be, or depending, it said will come upon you and overtake you. You see, that's what I was talking about earlier. We're all tested. We're all tried. We all go through persecution, but how we handle it, what we say about it, do we speak what the world says or what the word says, determines to whether it will overtake us or whether we will overcome. There's two different ways you can go, but it's what proceeds out of your mouth. And in verse 16, he said, Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Mm-hmm. Cursed shall you be at uh, your basket and your kneading bowl. Curse shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flock. Curse shall be when you come in and when you go out. I mean, that one right there is bad enough. It means I don't care if you're inside, outside, what you cursed. Mm. And nothing's going to go right for you because you have disobeyed God and you've opened yourself up to a full-on assault of the enemy. And then verse 20, he says, the Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish 
quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me or the Lord. Mm -hmm. And if you go into the book of James, into the New Testament, and this is this is where I really want to drive this home, is in the book of James, he talks about the power of the tongue and how we can be cursed by that. And starting in chapter 3, James chapter 3, just the first five verses, he says, my brethren, well, now we know there he's talking to a specific group of people. He's talking to the church, to believers. Right. He says, let not many of you become teachers. Well, wait a minute. Everybody seems, if they get feel a call on their life, they, everybody thinks they should be a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, but he says right here, why, why would not many people need to become teachers? Because knowing that we as teachers shall receive a stricter judgment because people that listen to us and perceive us as teachers hang on every word that comes out of our mouth. That's why when you you become a teacher, a pastor, a preacher, an evangelist, a prophet, anything to do in the fivefold ministry, we will be judged on the words that come out of our mouth pertaining to the lives of other people. Because what we preach, what we proclaim, they hang on and they build off of. Mm-hmm. So it's very important, especially if you're a teacher, to watch your tongue. But then he goes on and he says, and this this does give me a little bit of, bit of uh, hope or encouragement, and I believe it will you too. He says, for we all stumble in many things. Well, all's all. Everybody's going to miss it. Sometimes we all going to say the wrong thing or lose our temper. He said, if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder uh, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. So how, well, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, Even when he's talking about that, even though the the tongue is small, it boasts great things. You ever heard that old saying, somebody said that somebody let their mouth overload their hind end? (laughs) Yeah, they talked a bigger game than they could back up. And uh, we have to be careful how we let words uh, affect our life. How do we speak and what we speak, it holds authority. Because like we talked about last week, we're created in the image of God. In Genesis, he said, let us create man in our image. God is a creative God. So if I'm in his image, I have the creative power in me that God has. Mm -hmm. So when God said, let there be light, and light was and it still is, that's creative power. What I say out of my mouth has creative power in my life and in those around me. And, you know, a lot of Christians, you there's a a right way and a wrong way to go about what we say Mm -hmm. because, you know, you know, people have, you know it as well as I do. There's people that have gotten on the ditch 
on this side, and it, you can't say anything bad. And sometimes you have to say some bad things because it's reality. Mm-hmm. But then there's on the other ditch, there's people that they ain't going to say nothing good. And, well, just whatever is, is is, and God's in control, and if this is his will, this is what he wants from me. You know, and and what we need to understand and what I hope people can get through this tonight is you don't need to be so far over on the left or so far over on the right that you're in the ditch, but get right in the middle Mm -hmm. of the road because – if, if I'm trying to witness to a believer, and I've even seen this, uh, or to a sinner, but I've even seen this personally before, if, uh, you know, somebody's sick, you know, you, you got a cold. No, I don't have a cold. I, I, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Well, I understand that you're believing for healing. But from the natural eye, it's not manifested. And you, you sneezing, coughing, your eyes are swollen up, you, your throat sore. You're sick. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. And you you say something like that, or a, a sinner, or somebody like that hears you, they're gonna think you've lost your mind. Mm-hmm. But there, the way you should handle that is, yeah, I'm not feeling well. Uh, and a cold is attacking my body, but by His stripes, I'm healed. Mm-hmm. I believe that God has healed me of this. But so many times. Uh, we, we forget that part of it. We forget to add that part that God has healed us. He set us free, and we're we're captivated or captured by what comes out of our mouth. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I want to go back to Proverbs 18 and, yeah. and show something here, and then we'll come back to James here. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, uh, in Proverbs 18, verse 7, it says a fool's uh, mouth is his destruction. Yeah. And his lips are the snare of his soul. Mm-hmm. Then he said, uh, you know, in other words, we, we uh, entrap ourselves in, in the wrong things by what we are saying mm-hmm. out of our mouth. Yeah. And then he said the words of a talebearer are as wounds. You know, we were talking last week about, you know, uh, sticks and stones may yeah. break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's not true, and this this verifies. Mm-hmm. And he said it's, it's as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Mm-hmm. It's not talking about down in your gut. It's yeah. um, belly is uh, in reference to your inner man, mm-hmm. your spirit, spirit. man. And uh, they go, they go deep. I uh, uh, see. Uh, yeah, that that's that's the part I, I wanted us to see right there. And actually, all of uh, about all the rest of this is talking about our words. And uh, it says in verse twenty, a man's belly or his spirit shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. He's talking about words that you speak. And uh, he said, they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So in other words, uh, you what you're saying, and the scripture said in the, in the gospel, Jesus said, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, right. the mouth will speak. And so... Uh, you know, we mentioned the fact that uh, 
the problem that most of us have is we haven't learned how to talk according to the word to the, of yeah, God. That's right. And uh, that's why we wind up saying the wrong things at the wrong time. And, uh, you know, if, uh, in other words, if, if, uh, you know, these things that we're saying, in other words, we're, we're going to have in our life what we're saying mm-hmm. the most out of our spirit, yeah. out of our heart, out of our mouth. And, uh, so, uh, I know people, <clears throat> you know, will say, well, I, I don't believe in this, uh, you know, you can have what you say, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, actually, if you get right down to it, Jesus is the one who taught this. Mm-hmm. He is. In Mark 11, mm-hmm. verse from about verse uh, 22 on down, mm-hmm. verse 24 and so on. And uh, so if Jesus said we can have what we say, well, is that a lie? Well, certainly not, because Jesus did cannot lie. He cannot lie. He never, never sinned while he was here on earth, uh, and uh, you know he's he said you know that we can have what we say mm-hmm. if we believe it in our heart and speak it out of our mouth. We can have what we say, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll come to pass according to Mark eleven twenty three twenty four. You know, he said, if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into sea, not doubt in your heart, believe those things that you say will come to pass, you'll have whatsoever you say. Mm-hmm. And uh, people say, oh, I don't believe. Well, then you don't believe what Jesus said. Exactly. You know, and, uh, but if you think about it, if you would take an inventory of your life, Tonight, right now, even while we're talking, if you'd start thinking back over your life mm-hmm. and what you're seeing in your life is there because you spoke it. Right. You've been saying that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think you uh, mentioned uh, last week about Job, mm-hmm. you know, when, uh, well, actually, uh, people. It, it, it's so amazing to me how people can get so tangled up. In <laughs> yeah. <pictures. laughs> and they think, uh, you know, God was punishing Job. Yeah. But uh, the Bible is clear. If you, you read it, it, the devil was trying to get uh, uh, Job to curse God. Yeah. And Job wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, the you know, God said to the devil, he said, he's in your hand. Yeah. He said, well, I can't do nothing to him. you got a hedge about him. Yeah. And uh, he said, you can take, you can put these uh, curses on him, but you cannot take his life. Right. And so uh, the devil, you know, went uh, trying to cause all these bad things to happen. I believe it's in the sixth chapter or where you read that, or the and actually it starts in the first chapter that some one of his servants come to him, gave him a bad report. For he got telling what he was telling, another one yeah. came and told something else bad that was happening. And before he got through, ta- here come another and telling something bad that was happening. And Job said out of his mouth, mm-hmm. 
the thing that I have feared most yep. has come upon me. Yeah. And so uh, evidently he had been thinking about that. Yep. That I, you know, what if something happens and I lose all that God has given me? Yeah. You know, and evidently he was saying things out of his and, mouth. And think about this. Had Job not have said that, because you always hear people say when bad stuff happens, or I've heard it at funerals, preachers, <clears throat> ignorant preachers, will quote, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Uh-huh. Had Job not have feared yeah. losing everything, Jesus, or God would not have removed that hedge of protection around him. It no. was that one thing that allowed God to say, I, I can remove that hedge because of fear. Yeah. It, actually, Job <laughs> removed it by what he said. By what he said. Yeah. Yep. And God will allow, mm-hmm. you know, they say, well, why did God allow that? Well, he'll allow whatever you allow. Yep. You know, he'll put up with whatever you put yep. up with. <laughs> you yep. know, what you're saying out of your mouth. And, uh, uh, you know, of uh, course, uh, another thing that goes along with, uh, you know, people will say, well, I tried that mm-hmm. in Mark eleven twenty four, yeah. and I was trying to confess the right things and all, uh, and, and uh, it didn't work. So that's not true. But, you know, where, where, where a lot of us come short is in uh, verse 25, it says, and. Mm-hmm. That means he's not through dealing with right. the subject he was talking, just talking about. about. That's right. And you say, well, what, what did he say? He said, and when you stand praying, mm-hmm. when you stand confessing things, saying things, if you have ought against any, forgive. Yeah. And if you do not forgive, neither will the Father in heaven forgive you. you. And right. so that nullifies our faith that we think we're speaking out of our mouth. Yeah. So uh, that I read over there in Proverbs just a moment ago that it said a, a fool's mouth is a snare to his own soul. Mm-hmm. You see, we snare ourselves or entrap ourselves with our own words. And uh, again, if you, like you read in Deuteronomy there, just a few verses you read there, but... Uh, the first 13 verses are talking, or 14 verses mm-hmm. are talking about the blessing. Yeah. If you obey God and do his commandment, he said these blessings will come on you yep. and they'll overtake, overtake you. you. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I need some over, overflowing, <laughs> overtaking <laughs> blessings. Yeah. You know? But then from verse 15 all the way to verse 68, he tells about the curses that'll come on you if you don't do what he right. says and keep his commandments and statutes and things that he said. And one verse there in Deuteronomy 28 says, and even the curses that are not in sickness and the disease that's not written in this book will come on you. <laughs> I ain't be enough just with yeah. what's written mm-hmm. if it come on you. But he said even things that are not written in this yeah. book will come on you. And it's not that God's putting them on us. No. It's 
he, our mouth. He has to allow it because you said it. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's like you said, uh, people, and it, it's, it's, it's been proven not only by the Word of God, but it has been proven by medical science. Mm-hmm. People that are uh, more optimistic mm-hmm. in their outlook and positive speaking, saying positive things rather than that. And like you said, people say, well, I know, I knew that was going to happen. Nothing don't ever happen. Right? Yeah. Everything I do just turns to crap, you yep. know. And <laughs> they might say other words, other words. but I, I can't say it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, but you see, they getting exactly what, what they're saying. Yep. And the, the book of Proverbs there, uh, you know, in Proverbs 18, it tells it, you know, that a man's spirit, his mm-hmm. belly, his spirit is going to be satisfied with what he's saying. Mm-hmm. In other words, you, you're going to have to eat your own word. Yeah. And uh, I remember a, a precious lady that uh, come to our church and until she went on to be with the Lord, you know, precious lady. And uh, she she was a stickler about these things, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, she there's a <laughs> scripture she said, talks about putting a guard over your mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she would say, Lord, help me to say the right things today because tomorrow I may have to eat them. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and how true that is. Yeah. And so you, if you would take, as I said, inventory of your life and look, look back over your life and see the things that has taken place in your life, what it, it, it'll match up with what you've been saying. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I heard this, a preacher say it this way. If you don't, and according to the book of James, and we'll get into that, that's why I wanted to get this, to get back in. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, you you are a product today of what you said yesterday. yesterday. And yeah. what you've been saying in yesterday's past. And you're causing those things to come to pass in your life but what you say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus, you need to take note of this. In John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what we need to understand is our words are containers, yeah, like containers that either carries life mm-hmm. or it it carries death and cursing. Yeah, you see, and so we don't we don't want to be speaking words that are carrying our you know uh, cursing and and death or destruction. We we want our words to be carrying life. Yeah, you mm-hmm. see. And that's why, you know, Jesus talked so much about our words mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. He talked many times about being careful what we say out of our mouth. Now, there again, you know, you say we, we don't want to get so bound up with what we say that we're afraid to say anything, you know. But if you're, you know, talking to somebody and uh, they say, well, you know, you must be sick. 
no, I'm not sick. Don't say that. But you're throwing up on their shoes. Yeah. It's obvious you sick. You sick. <laughs> you know, it's something wrong. Yeah. So it's okay to say, well, you know, I, I don't feel good. My, I, my body is under attack, but I believe by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting God yeah. to heal me and take care of me. I know there was a minister one time, he was um, praying for people, you know, and this pe- he would ask them, you know, well, what's your problem? What can I mm-hmm. pray with you about? And he said, I want you to pray for this backache that I don't have. <laughs> and he said, well, if you don't have it, what's the use for me to pray? Yeah. You see? See, you you can, like yeah. you said, you can get in a ditch on either yeah. side of the roof. It's all right to say, well, my my back, I've hurt my back some mm-hmm. way or another, and it's, it's causing me a problem. But I'm believing that when you pray for me and lay your hand mm-hmm. on me, that the power of God is going to be transferred from you, the anointing, from transferred from you to me, and it's going to t- heal my back. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay to say you're sick if you're sick. Yeah. Just say, but that's not the end result. Right. I'm trusting God by the promise of his word, mm-hmm. by whose stripes ye were healed, First yeah. Peter 2, 24. And I'm believing God for healing in my body. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's a way that you... You can say I'm under attack. The enemy is attacking my body with sickness. And people need to understand. And this is another place where people get snared by the words of their mouth. They'll say, well, I know this has come on me. God must be trying to teach me something. Well, the only thing i got to say about that is hogwash. Yep. I mean... God, if you study his word, God, I don't care how much you mess up. Yeah. God is never going to put sickness and disease on you mm-hmm. to try to teach you a lesson. Right. God corrects us. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference in correcting, you know, like when you and Philip was uh, little boys and— uh, you know, you you y'all did things that you shouldn't have, mm-hmm. just like all of them. And and the scripture says that foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. Yeah. But the rod of correction will drive it from. In other words, that not only means you know it's okay to whip them. Yeah. But you correct them with the word. Yeah. You see, you do it in an attitude mm-hmm. of love, a yeah. spirit of love. I, my problem, where I missed it a lot of times in correcting you and Philip, is uh, I I would get angry mm-hmm. and I would correct you in anger, yeah, and uh, give you a whipping mm-hmm. in anger, yeah, and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd have to, you know, come to you, yeah, uh, after my wife straightened me out. <laughs> you know, you didn't handle that right, yeah, and I'd have to come. To you and or Philip, either one, whichever it was, and uh, say, you know, what you did was wrong. I want you to understand that. But how I handled it was wrong too. Yeah, I did it out of anger instead of love. Mm-hmm. And you see, it's okay to discipline your child. Yeah. Matter of fact, the Bible, uh, the way in Hebrews chapter twelve, uh, and also in uh, Revelations chapter three where he said, 
in Revelations 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open the door of his heart, I will come in and sup with him mm-hmm. and he with me. And he said, he corrects or chastens every son whom he receives or whom he loves mm-hmm. in Hebrews. And so uh, God corrects us with his word and by his spirit. Yeah. Is he brings that conviction. So God, they think God is putting this on them. And they said, well, God may not be doing it, but he's allowing it, and that's the same thing. No, Mm -hmm. God will, one thing that God cannot do, I know people say, oh, God can do anything. No, No. there's several things he can't do. First thing, he can't lie. Mm -hmm. That's one thing he can't do. And he will not and cannot violate his own word. Right. He can't. If he does, he would have to destroy himself. Yep. You see. Mm-hmm. And so there's two things we know God can't do. He can't lie and he cannot violate his own word. So uh, you know, sickness we find if we study the Bible and rightly correct, you know, discern it mm-hmm. uh and divide it. Not just picking a scripture here and there, but dividing what the scriptures say about a subject. Uh, in Second uh, Corinthians thirteen verse one, he says that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall mm-hmm. every word be established. Yep. In other words, if you find a witness of the word in two or three places saying the same thing, right. then that establishes that mm-hmm. word. It's true. Yeah. Uh, for instance, let let me give you a quick example, and then I'm going to hush and let you okay. talk a little bit. Uh, where Job said, the the you know, after he had lost it, and he'd even lost his children, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Yep. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when a person, maybe a little child, has died for whatever reason, uh, you know, uh, and preachers will say, well, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Well, why would God want to kill a little child with sickness or disease? There's no benefit. There's no benefit in it. And uh, I remember uh, this, uh, there was a true story that uh, this man's 12-year-old boy got hit by a car, mm-hmm. and, of course, he, he died. And, uh, you know, a dad or a mom, they're, they're distraught. Their heart mm-hmm. is broken, yeah. and they're hurting, you know. And I know these people that done it meant well, but they were wrong. Yeah, And they went to this man. He was not a Christian. And they went to this man and said, God had to kill your son so you would get saved. Well, it didn't work. You know what he said? Damn your God. Yeah. In other words, if your God killed my son, damn him. Yep. Well, you know, you you might say that yourself if you Exactly. You know, yeah. Because here this that isn't what he needed uh-uh. to hear. They they could have said, Well, you know, sir, we, we don't understand why mm-hmm. this has happened, but uh, you know, your your child will be in heaven, and God will take care of him. Mm-hmm. And if you give your heart to God and, yep. and all, you, you know, can you see him can again. see him again. Yeah. 
you know, something to bring encouragement instead of discouragement, you mm-hmm. know. And so, uh, but uh, it is true that Job said that, but it's not true. It's not a true statement about God. Right. God, the in John uh, uh, chapter uh, 10, mm-hmm. verse 10, yeah. Jesus said, the thief yeah. comes, yeah. but for to what? Steal, Steal kill, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. So according to what Jesus said, it's the devil mm-hmm. that is a thief that steals from us. It's the devil that tries to destroy us. Mm-hmm. It's the devil that kills mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You know. And uh, so, and uh, two, you know, if, if we are not living for God and we do foolish things, we open up the door right. for bad things to happen, yeah. you know. And uh, so, and then in James chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 17, ev- now listen to this. Every... <laughs> Good gift. Mm-hmm. Well, sickness is not a good uh-uh. good gift. No. Every good gift, every perfect gift mm-hmm. comes down from above from the Father of light mm-hmm. with whom there is no variableness, Fairbleness. neither shadow of turning. In other words, God never changes. Mm-hmm. He's a good God. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Quit accusing God of doing bad things when yeah. God is out to bless instead of curse. Yeah. You see. Oh, yeah. And so if we will get our mouth straightened out, get our thinking straightened out, and start saying what God said instead of what the devil says and every, every, every other unbeliever mm-hmm. says, you know, well, God's doing this to you to punish you. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. God does not have to use the devil's tactics to yeah. teach you something. Yeah. He's a loving God, and he will discipline you by his spirit and I'm telling you, I've had some spiritual yeah. whippings, and I'd rather be beaten physically yeah. than to have to undergo some of those yeah. spiritual whippings I've had. But the Bible says if we endure chastening from the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, it, it will correct us. Yeah. And he does it not out of anger, but he does it out of love mm-hmm. to point us in the right direction to show us the wrong in what we are doing. And he does it because he loves us, you see. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we need to understand that it's not God that is bringing bad things on us. Mm-hmm. If bad things come, most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, maybe more, mm-hmm. bad things happen to us because we've been saying the right. wrong thing. Now, I know the Bible teaches Jesus said, in this world, that's where we live. We're not of this world as a child of God, but we're in this world. Mm -hmm. And uh, so God, uh, Jesus also said, I pray that you not take them out of this world, but keep them from the evil Mm -hmm. that's in this world, you see. So so, uh, he said, uh, in this world, in other words, in this life, you're going to have test and trial, mm-hmm. temptation. Bad, bad things are going to come. 
But he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Yeah. When when temptation, tests, and trials, and bad things come, it's like you said, it's how we respond to them yeah. that's going to make the difference. So instead of saying, well, you know, I, I ought have known this was going to happen, bad stuff, I don't, you know, I don't have no good luck. Yeah. Well, you don't want luck. Mm-hmm. Luck is living under corrupt knowledge. That's right. And we, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to be living under luck. Right. That's living under corrupt knowledge. Mm-hmm. That spells the word luck. Yeah. What we want to be living under is the living word of God. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus said, the words I speak, they are spirit. And their life. That's what we want to be living under, mm-hmm. what God says, not what some lame brain has said. Yeah. We want to be living and directing our lives and disciplining our lives according to the truth of what God's Word said. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Amen. Now, I'll quit and let you talk. No, that's good. That's, I mean, <laughs> that if you look, and I, I've been hung up on this the last couple of weeks, but when you look at the children of Israel, God done all those mighty things with the plagues, turned Egypt. They went out of Egypt with all their riches, their possessions. And it wasn't but a three-day journey, four-day journey at max to get to the promised land. Wouldn't have took them long at all. But they ended up being out there how many years? (laughs) Forty years. Forty years. But during that 40-year time, it said that there were none sick among them. There was no, their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear, go threadbare. They were fed every day. And the Bible says, but yet they limited the God of Israel. Why did they limit him? It was because of their mouth. Why did they only not go for a three or four day journey and had to stay out there for four years? Mm-hmm. Because of their mouth. As soon as they got out and got just a little pressure on them, they begin to speak negative. They begin to speak against God instead of crying out to God. Yeah. And if you read that the whole over and over and over, God would have to do certain things when they would mess up. Well, if you'll do this and this, I, I'll cleanse you, you know. And then all the way over in Numbers, when they got ready to possess the land, and it was Joshua and Caleb. And they went in, and they seen all the giants. Mm-hmm. They was 40, or yeah, it was, well, how many spies total was it? 12, 12 spies. 12 spies. Mm-hmm. And they went in, and 10 of those spies said, oh, no, man, them, them giants are huge. We, we can't do that. We can't take them on. Mm-hmm. But Caleb said in uh, Numbers 13, uh, verse 30, he said, let us go up at once. Yeah. And possess it, for we are well, well able, able yeah. to overcome it. Mm-hmm. But the majority of people listen to the majority report mm-hmm. and not God's report. Yeah. God's report will always be against the world's report. That's why that song we sing, I, I like it. It talks about whose report will you believe? Yeah. We shall believe the report of the Lord. No matter what the doctor says, 
And and I think we need to go to doctors and hear what the report is because when the doctor gives you a bad report, there's a name on that report. Mm-hmm. When something has a name, now that has to bow under the name of Jesus. Right. Cancer has a name, it has to bow. Yeah. Uh, you know, diabetes has to bow because it has a, anything that has a name, a disease, a sickness, whatever, it has to bow under the name of Jesus. How do we make it bow? By what comes out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I've heard people say, well, my daddy died at 40, his daddy died at 40, and his daddy died at 40. I'll probably die at 40. Well, you have just cursed your own life yeah. by what come out of your mouth. Yeah. I used to have a friend of mine, uh, and I worked with him some, you know, on the side doing some little carpenter mm-hmm. jobs. You know, I, I enjoyed carpenter work. Uh, and that's not a bad trade because Jesus was yes, right. a carpenter, <laughs> a table maker, yeah. you know, however. Uh, but, uh, you know, and uh, I, I knew he wasn't a Christian, you know, and I, I was doing my best to try to witness to him and, uh, you know, live right in front of him. And uh, I think he respected me for that, you know. And he, I've, I've seen him take a, a bottle of uh, Maalox or mm-hmm. Pepto-Bismol, a whole bottle, and drink it down yeah. and said, I'm just burning up. Mm-hmm. Well, I told him, I said, you need you need to go to a doctor and get checked out. You you hadn't ought to be burning yeah. like that. There's mm-hmm. something not right. And uh, he'd say, well, said, I'll probably die at 44 just like my daddy. Mm-hmm. I said, don't say that. Yeah. And he'd say, why? I said, because you can have what you say. Don't say that. Yeah. Say, I'm going to live and not die. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but evidently I, I didn't get through to him like I should have. Yeah. And, uh, when he turned 44 years of age, he died just like his daddy. Yep. They said that his heart literally exploded inside of his chest. Mm-hmm. But why? Because he kept saying, I'll yep. die at 44 just like my yeah. daddy. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, oh, well, that's coincidence. It would have happened just like that anyway. No. You, you can change, literally, you can change the course of mm-hmm. your life by what you're saying, yeah, and uh, I, well, I better get out of this. I, <laughs> I saw something right there while I was fixing to go down a rabbit trail, <laughs> but I better get back on the main path here. But uh, you know, people, they they need oh so so dearly. They need to learn how to speak God's word, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, people, I, over the years, I've had people to say to me, well, who do you think you are talking like that? Yeah. Well, I'm just a child of God. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, you take, uh, this, and naturally speaking, if, uh, in other words, if uh, you're, say me, your mm-hmm. daddy, if I would have, curse like a sailor around both of you, you mm-hmm. and Philip, then why, how, how, I mean, why would I blame you then if as a little boy right. you running all over the neighborhood cursing curse, like a sailor? Like a sailor. Mm-hmm. You're speaking like your daddy. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And God is wanting us to learn 
when we get born again and uh, Jesus comes to live in our hearts by mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, he wants us to start talking like he talked. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 12 is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you know, God, it talks about what what ca- can we say that Abraham has found? Mm-hmm. He found that if he would line up his talking yeah. with what God promised, it would come to pass, yeah. and God counted it to him mm-hmm. for righteousness. Yeah. And uh, you know the story. He goes goes on to talk about he considered not yeah. his own body about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. Mm-hmm. She was 90. Well, you know, naturally, she was well past the age of childbearing. But he said, I didn't consider those things. I only considered what God said. He promised us a a son. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, it said he was not weak in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Mm -hmm. And he stayed on his faith. What God, and it, it said, God calls those things that be not as though they were, mm-hmm. and then they come to pass. Yeah. You see. And uh, what happened? It goes on, if you read on down, it says, these things were not written for his sake alone, that it was imputed to him. Mm-hmm. In other words, because he believed God, it was counted to him for righteousness. And it said, it was not only imputed for him, right. but also it was written so that it, as we believe, it would be imputed to us also. Yeah. In other words, you know, for righteousness. Yeah. You, people you also need to understand this. You can be right with God in one area of your life and wrong in, in another. another area. Mm-hmm. In, a, in other words, uh, even like salvation, how do you get born again? Right. Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10 mm-hmm. talks about it. The Apostle Paul, he said, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thine heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. Mm-hmm. So they preach faith. They preach the word of faith. And uh, it said in verse 9, If thou shalt confess... Yeah. You see, you got to say something. Mm-hmm. You can believe in Jesus all day long mm-hmm. and still die and go to hell. Yep. So, well, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, but had you ever confessed him as your Lord and Savior? Yeah. And that you believed he died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know because I were one of them. Yeah. I believed in God. I've told people. I don't ever remember a time when I ever doubted there was a God. Mm-hmm. My mom and daddy were God-fearing Christians, and uh, they they taught us about Jesus. Uh, to They taught us the importance of going to church and hearing the word. And and living for God, and I saw it in their life. I didn't. I I just never had to doubt there was a God mm-hmm. because I saw the reality of it in them. Yeah. And uh, so I believed that with all my heart. And yet, when I would go off with some of my buddies and get drunk, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why it is, but 
Hey, I I don't know if you drank enough in when you was coming up like I did, but and I'm I hope you did. <laughs> but thank God you saved now, you know. But uh, uh, there's always when a bunch of drunks get together, somehow mm-hmm. religion yeah. comes up in their conversation, mm-hmm. you know? and there's some of them that say, "Oh, I don't believe in that heaven and hell business. I I, I believe." Hell's what you go through in this life. Well, you may go through a lot of hard times in this life, yeah. But uh, you can't compare that to mm-hmm. what the Bible describes as hell, yeah. You know. And uh, anyway, I'd cuss them out, yeah, and tell them how stupid they was for not believing in God, and I'm as lost as they are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if I'd have died. Even though I was trying to tell them mm-hmm. God is real, Jesus is real. Mm-hmm. I believe that with all my heart. I, I, I mean, if somebody tell me God was not real or there was no God, I'd cuss them out. Yeah. Now that's that's how stupid that sound, but that, yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. And I'm just as lost as they are. Mm-hmm. But when I confessed Him with as my, my Lord yep. and Savior, and asked Him to come into my heart. Yeah. He came in and I was born again. Yeah. But he didn't come in until I said, you, I accept you as my Lord yeah. and Savior. Come into my heart now, Lord Jesus. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. Praise God. And in case somebody don't know, <laughs> yeah, it tell was us May what the 27th, 1972, on a Saturday night in West Oakburg Baptist Church, approximately 20 minutes after 8 o'clock, I got born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That may not mean nothing to you, but boy, ever somebody said one time, why do you say that? Because the more I say it, the bigger it gets on the inside of me, the bolder I get about uh-huh. it, and I would not deny it. You could shoot me, kill me, stab me, do whatever you want, but I'm going to tell you Jesus is Lord, That's and right. he loves you. Give your heart to him. Amen. It's, a, I, it's, in, it's in every fiber of my being. Yeah. You know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And praise God. Yeah, you done went to preaching on me already. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, preaching's kind of like a you know, it's not that you can't uh, learn from listening to others and, you know, you do it a while. But uh, if it's in there, it's going to come it's out. It's going to come out. It, you don't have to teach a rooster how to crow. He just crows. A rooster, what does a rooster do? Oh, yep. He crows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you got to preach in you, it's going to come out somewhere. Yeah. I, I, I can't help myself. No. Well, I don't want to help myself. No. Let's, let's let it keep coming That's out. Right. That's Praise right. Praise God. Now you talk. <laughs> well, the, what I, the only thing, you know, in the last few minutes I was going to add, and I think it's something that... <laughs> I really felt impressed in my spirit as we were talking was, you know, one of the big things, if anybody would look in their life, is there's things called generational curses. That's right. And it doesn't matter if it's health related or, uh, you know, it may, may seem that, well, my parents split up. Their parents split up. Their parents split up. So I'll probably, you know, your whole family, nobody, everybody's married two or three times. Mm -hmm. And and, and I'm not sitting here condemning anybody that's had to go through that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is there's generational curses. If you keep struggling with something, if you keep having problems, 
Start looking back over your family history. Mm-hmm. Was Did somebody else struggle with it? Did somebody else have that same uh, disease come up? You know, sometimes they'll talk about, well, uh, certain diseases, it, it, it'll hit this generation, it skips this generation, and it'll hit the next one. They give all kind of different things. And like we was talking about earlier, you've heard somebody like, you know, that guy you was talking about, he said, you know, well, my daddy died at 44 with a heart attack, I will. What what did his dad, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes there's generational curses and we break them by our confession mm-hmm. because the word of God says whatever we bind on earth mm-hmm. is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. How do we bind and how do we loose? By what we say out of our mouth. Right. Confession. What we say. And that's why when the Bible says to bring to remembrance to God the scriptures, why? It's not because he's forgot them, mm-hmm. but it's because now we he's waiting to see, am I going to curse my life or am I going to speak his word and blessings in my life? Yeah. So it's all about how do we speak it? You know, and I remember uh, back in, oh, I think it was 07, 07, 08, right there when the economy crashed. Uh, I, I had a very, very good job making very, very good money. And, and everything was going good, uh, you know, financially and everything. And I remember going in, and when the economy crashed, uh, my boss man looked at me that day, and he said, we're going to have to let you go, lay you off because of the economy. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't fly hot and get mad at him and cuss him out and, you know, you this and y'all that, and how am I going to survive? I've got a wife and kids to take care of and things like I didn't say any of that. Mm. I just said, okay. And when I got in my truck to leave, immediately fear started to grip me. And it was that kind of a, it was a reality check, you know, from the natural side of, well, how are you going to make your house payment? How are you going to pay? You You got two little children at home. You got one that's an infant. How, how are you going to take care of them? You just lost your job and the economy's bad. But before I got out of that driveway, even though I had tears in my eyes because my flesh was upset and worried, out of my mouth I said, God, I'm your servant. You're going to supply my need. This job was just a means to an end because you told me to work. But you supply my need. I give this to you. I am not going to fret. I'm not going to worry. And I'm putting my full trust in you, not only to supply my personal need, but my family's. And do you know that I never went without? Yeah. That I was able to actually, I got two side jobs and was making as good or better than I was from the job I got laid off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so then the next time, years later, the economy turned again. It wasn't that bad, but it turned and work got slow where I was at and they laid me off. And I didn't get mad. I just, when I got my truck that time, because I had done been through it, what did I do? I just laughed. Mm -hmm. I said, devil... (laughs) When are you going to learn that you cannot knock me down? I'm a child of God. No matter what happens, God will supply my need. And what you tried to take from me, God is going to restore even better than what I left because you tried to destroy my life. Every time because of my confession, yeah. 
I have either got a better job or a promotion, but God has always supplied that need. So, you know, but some people, they'll look, well, they laying off. Economy's bad. Wonder when I'll lose my job. Mm. You're going to be the first one to go. Yeah. And they keep on. If you hadn't learned how to confess the word of God yeah. and believe that God promised he would never leave us or forsake mm-hmm. us, but he'd be with us always, even to the end of the world. Or Philippians 4, 9, yeah. for my God shall supply not not half of your need yeah. or a fourth of mm-hmm. if you'll do the rest. Yeah. He said he'll supply all of your needs according to his riches, his riches. in glory by Christ Jesus. Yep. Now, it, it's obvious God's not going to rain counterfeit money down out of heaven. Right. God is going to use people. In Luke 6, uh, 38, he said, Give, and it shall be given mm-hmm. unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, yep. shall men mm-hmm. give into your bosom. Yep. So God will make a way, if you keep your mouth right, and you're thinking right, you'll talk right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you think right and talk right, that'll cause you to act right. Yeah. And so if you'll do that, it's simple. Yeah. You know, say what God said. Uh, that in Isaiah 43, uh, verse 26, he said, put me in remembrance. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's not because God has forgotten. It's for our benefit that right. we remind God God, this is what you promised. Yeah. You you said yep. if I would live for you and serve you and obey mm-hmm. you and do what you would uh, you call me to do, mm-hmm. that you would bless me, that you'd never leave me, you'd always be there for mm-hmm. me. You supply all of my needs. You you take care of me. You take care of my family. Yep. And God, I've poured my life out for you. Uh, now I'm trusting you. And, and he said, you put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. In other words, you got to plead your case before God. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, then he said, declare thou. In other words, say something mm-hmm. that you may be justified. Right. See, you, you, you. Uh, it's it's not that uh, you're bossing God around. You're, right. You're not going to tell God nothing that right. way. Mm-mm. You're not bossing him around, but you're just reminding him, God, you promised this. Mm-hmm. You said this, and you're the one that told me to remind you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just reminding you of yeah. what you promised. Yeah. And I'm standing on your word. I'm trusting you to supply my need. I'm trusting you to help me to take care of my uh, family, my wife, my children. Yep. And uh, God, I, I don't have nowhere else to go. Yeah. I'm looking to you. I'm tr- You're my help. Yep. You're my source. Mm-hmm. You're the strength of my life. You're the one that does the miracles. Mm-hmm. You know? And he said, uh, we put him in remembrance, and he said, let us plead together. Yeah. You know? And listen, after you tell God that, what he's promised, listen to hear what he says. Yeah. He'll talk back to you. Yeah, he'll talk. (laughs) You know, and he'll tell you what to do. Yeah. And he said, you got to say something, declare something Mm -hmm. that you might be justified or be right in what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. And, the, you know, the Bible talks about that bitter water and sweet water can't flow from the, th- the same spring. That's right. The spring is your mouth. Mm-hmm. You, you can't speak life into a situation, and then as soon as it ain't, it, you give it five minutes or a couple of days, and it ain't working well, I guess this don't work. Yeah. I, every time I try it, it don't work. He said that out of your belly, which we talked about earlier, it's not your natural belly. It's your inner man. It's your spirit. Mm-hmm. Shall man. flow rivers. Mm-hmm. Not just one river. Rivers of living water. You got to get to a place that no matter what, I'm speaking life, mm-hmm. not only in my life, but in every person around me. I'm speaking life. That's rivers. Yeah. You know, if it's just a little stream, you might be the only one that can get wet. But if you got rivers of living water flowing out of you, people around you are going to get it splashed on them too. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've got to learn to speak life. It don't matter what it looks like. The Bible says walk by faith and not by not sight. By sight. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what I see. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. If I go by that and speak that, then I've cursed myself. Mm-hmm. Then I've cursed myself. And I've, and that, that sometimes is one of the biggest problems is it's not that we've been deceived by the enemy, but through the work of the enemy, we've become self-deceived to think that we're right in thinking the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And when you become self-deceived, they can't nobody tell you you're wrong. Yeah. And we begin to just speak that negativity, 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 till everything that we touch, everything that we do, then we sit back and go, boy, it'd be nice if something nice would happen to me. Uh, nothing ever good happens to me. Well, you're speaking it. Yeah. You've got to start saying you've the right thing. You've got to put your foot yeah. down. It, it, you've got to take that big ship. We're that big ship, and as small as a tongue is, we got to turn it. Yeah. If if your life is going down the wrong path, if everything wrong seems to be happening to you, then take that little rudder, that little bit, that like they put in the horse, and turn it. Mm-hmm. You are the one that has to turn the way your life is going. If you don't like the way it's going, turn it. Yeah. You know, and I, I kept thinking about this is, you know, it talks about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Well, how do I know what's in somebody's heart by what they say? You stay around them long enough, yep. you'll find out. So what, what a person intakes determines what their outtake is. Yeah. What they're taking in will determine what comes out. Yeah. And you can't pull in bitterness and push out love, but you can pull in love and push out love. That's right. And that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any closing arguments or statements? <laughs> no, I think uh, you know. Like we said, the the main thing is is uh, <clears throat> you know to realize that <clears throat> no matter what happens in life, God is for you. He's not yeah. against you. But you can't <clears throat> talk contrary to God and His Word and expect blessings to come. Right. Because as it said in Proverbs, your belly, your spirit is going to be satisfied with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I know after you uh, have heard the word preached, like what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. and you start guarding your mouth, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I've started to say stuff before, and I did mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I don't believe that. Yeah. Why, why did that thought even come in my mind? Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I don't believe yeah. that. Or if I even said it, my spirit would check, check me and me. say, yeah. now, you know that's not right. Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, I render those words null and void. Forgive me. I spoke wrong. I spoke out of turn. That's not according to your word. Forgive me and Let's put that to silence mm-hmm. so that it cannot come to pass yeah. in my life. And then start speaking what God's Word says. Yeah. And, you know, I challenge you. You just you just try it for a week mm-hmm. to say positive things. Believe positive. Find out what, that's the problem. Find out what God says. Yeah. People will say, yeah, but I, I, I just wish I knew what God thinks about this. We'll find out his what word. his word says, mm-hmm. and that's what he thinks. Yep. You see? Yeah. His word is his thoughts pinned Pin down, down so we can know what he it. thinks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And God thinks, good thing. The psalmist David, and I'll, close, I'll quit with this. The psalmist David said, thy thoughts toward me are so great, mm-hmm. just like the stars of the heaven. Yeah. And the sand on the seashore. Yeah. He said, they're so high. He said, I couldn't number them. Yeah. In other words, everything you think about this, and it's so powerful. Everything that God did in creation. Yep. He was thinking about you. Yep. And he was thinking about me. Yep. He did it with us in mind. He did it with us in his mind. That's how much God loves you. And like Jeremiah uh, 29, 11, I believe it is. Yeah. He said, I know the thoughts. Yeah. I think, have you ever said something and, uh, you know, to somebody and they say, well, I know you said this, but I know what you meant. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And they'll tell you, you meant something right, the total opposite of what yeah. you said. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like the people were saying, well, God, I know your word says this, but I know this is what you meant. No, God said what he meant, and he meant what he said. It's yep. that simple. It's that simple. And so, so trust God. Believe God what he said. And then you start saying those things. You start believing those things and see if it don't change <laughs> the things that are happening in your life. Yep. Amen. That's good. Yep. And I, I really like the one thing you said. And those of you watching online, type this in the comments to let us know, because I believe it'll bless you and it'll help you remember it. I am today a product of the words I spoke yesterday. So remember, what you say about yourself determines your future. You need to get in God's word, find out what he says. Don't curse yourself by the world's standards. Speak life to yourself and to your situation through the word of God so that you can be that more than a conqueror because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. It's already finished. You're blessed. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now it's time to take that tongue and turn that ship into the direction that Jesus has called you into and walk in the blessings of God. 
Remember to like this, share it with somebody else. These things will encourage people about the confession that comes out of their mouth. It may change their life too, but like it, share it. If you hadn't subscribed, hit that little bell down there at the bottom and watch us again. We love having you on here. We'll see you next week. Amen. Amen.